It's time to feel the rage. Welcome to Film Rage, where we talk movies in theaters, streaming, and classic films as well. Directors and actors, beware, as you cannot hide from the rage. My name is Bryce, and I'm part of the Film Rage crew, which also includes Jim. Hey, Jim. Hey, hey, Bryce. And Murray, who I believe is the man who put the ram in the Ramalama Ding Dong. But I was wondering if he also put the dip in the dip de dip de dip I did. I figured. So with the introductions out of the way, let's rage on. I, I do love me that dip-a-stick. It makes me think Murray is the king of the dip-stick. Mm. You mean the dip-a-stick? Dip they used to dip the thing in sugar? You stick, stick, it in, stick it in sugar and then stick that in places that you want to be tasty. Wow. I, I just ate it. Yeah, well, hey. Thanks to all who've been supporting us. If you love our independent podcast, please like, subscribe, share, and give us a five-star rating on your listening platform. Or support us and join the Film Rage community by joining our membership at buymeacoffee.com forward slash YYC. If you cannot commit to a membership, you can still buy us a movie rental and dare us to see a terrible, terrible movie that has played in cinemas. And we'll watch it, and we won't like it. But you will make us do some terrible things. Now... Let's get to raging, but first, here's a word from our sponsor. Hey, Bryce, what are you doing tonight? I'm going to my favorite cinema, Canyon Meadow Cinema, to see the best second-run movies at the best price. What? How inexpensive are they? Regular price is five bucks, five bucks. Regular price is five bucks, five bucks. Makes me hope they also serve pizza. They do, plus a lot of other great food choices. Plus, I'm planning my office Christmas party there. They can host a plethora of options for any get-together. Gaming, movie, drag show? Drag show? Now I know where I'm planning my next party. Hey, maybe you think there's a, a Liam Neeson or a superhero movie planned? Ugh, I hope not. But uh, maybe there'll be a great independent documentary. Sure. Call CMC at 403-670-5444 to book a special event or go online at canyonmeadowscinemas.ca. You know, most of our bodies should be tasty when it's clean. Mm. I mean, when it's stuck in a dipstick, that's a whole other story. Is that where we're going with that? I don't know. I'm just thinking, you know, some people might not agree with us. Some people say, might say, Jim, Some people like nope. it dirty. They'll say, nope. I like it dirty. Nope. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is exactly what we saw on theaters this last week. We saw nope. Yep. A dirty we did. Stick. We saw oh. nope. Nope is the third film from Jordan Peele. With this, he makes a film that borrows cinematic experiences of past, but with a new, unique spin that adds up to a thought-provoking and enjoyable story. Just like his past films, this is another one that does not leave you all the breadcrumbs to follow, and for much of it, you will find your mind racing as you are bombarded with spectacular cinematography and top-notch performances. Top-notch performances from not only the actors, but from the animals as well. It is interesting that Peel manages to involve animals in all his scripts. We had a deer in Get Out, rabbits in Us, and now with Nope, we not only have horses, but also a chimp. A very disturbed chimp at that. Fantastically disturbing chimp. 
Peel is a master of atmosphere, and that is evident throughout, not only with the images, but the sound as well. I will say there were some interesting choices with some of the special effects towards the end. Really not sure what he was going for. But back to the uh, strengths of the film. The actors, Daniel Kaluuya, and as OJ and Kiki Palmer as Emerald were one of the most believable brother and sister I've ever seen on screen. Their banter with each other was completely genuine and natural. This also stars Brandon Perea as Angel, Stephen Ewan as Jupe, and Michael Wincott as Antler's Holst. <laughs> All of which are great, although Antler's steals every scene he's in. We also get a David, or said, I almost said David Keith. I meant Keith, Keith David. David. We also, we also, they are two different people. That would be the black guy. <laughs> yeah. We also get a Keith David sighting as well. And we get Donna Mills. What's the last time you saw Donna Mills in anything? She was, that was so, so cool. Awesome. The 80s. So, you know, we had a great cast, superior cinematography, top notch sound, maybe the best sounding film I've seen in a long time. Sufficiently creepy, plus a killer chimpanzee. Uh, what's not to like? Nope, was more of a yep. But in film rage terms, it was a mondo. Oh, there you have it. Yup. Not nope. Indeed. They should have called it yup, is what you're saying. Uh, I don't think they ever said yup in it, so maybe not. But for me, they did say no. They said no. Did they say giddy up? They did say some giddy up is a horse thing. They might have. I don't think so though. I think they went cha. You know, like when you do that cha. Then they're not real cowboys. Well, that cha thing is a real cowboy thing, Uh, but I'm not. So, yeah. What did what you said? I ditto. (laughs) (laughs) Ditto, Mondo. Perfect casting, and I mean perfect. I don't think it's very often that I say this, but this film was perfectly cast. The dialogue is so real and developed every single character so well that you feel like you were part of the movie. That's how I literally felt through this entire thing. Am I angry with the second trailer? Fuck yes. Did it kind of spoil the film a bit for me? Yes. But not as much as you probably thought it was spoiling it for you. <laughs> yes. But uh, as you're going through this story, you kind of don't care. Sound and soundtrack, as Bryce said, was flawless oh. and had a great Canadian artist pro- pro- prominently <laughs> displayed for the whole world to so re enjoy again. And yes, I do wear my sunglasses at night. Yes. What? Yeah. Corey Hart. Corey Hart was in this movie. He well, his song was in this movie. Oh, yes. You can bet that there's going to be a twenty million fact, new his, downloads. His, his song was a major part of this movie. Yeah, it was. It was the biggest part of this of, part of, of the, all music the music. Part. Most of the yeah. crowd probably didn't know what the hell it was. Well, they're going to. That's the thing. This is going to be good for Corey Hart. So think if Jordan Peele had a movie Sex Baby with two of the greatest blockbusters of the past, which include Jaws and Close Encounters of the Third Kind, then you kind of know what this movie is like. This sexy beast was destined to win over my heart, create that alien shark sex baby, and create a film that falls right into my favorite genre of things that eat people. And I am hooked. Everything in this seemed natural and real. Like you knew these people 
like I really felt when you said the brother and sister, it's oh. like the the dialogue if it wasn't ad libbed was so well done. Like this is one of those movies that I just kind of want to watch again because I want to actually hear every single word that they say to each other yeah. because it's just. It, I don't think I've ever said this. Like, it's just the writing in this was so, so, so perfect with that family dynamic. Yeah. Like, you knew there was, they knew what their past, present, and future of these people were. So, in recap, characters that were fantastically created, music and sound created an atmosphere of tension and interest, and most of all, alien sex baby flying around eating people. Oh, and directed by Jordan Peele. So it's a Mondo. But uh, I have some unpacking, I guess I would say, and this may be more on the positive side than the negative side, but I, it, it the film was kind of like the trailer where it kind of spoiled it. So as you're watching it though, because you kind of knew, like it, nothing was a surprise, but because you enjoyed the ride so much, yeah, it was kind of like nothing I, was a surprise, but it was, it wasn't as straightforward and obvious as the, the second trailer made it seem. Yes. like there was there was more nuances to it. Yeah, it wasn't just they weren't just going blah. Here the whole film. Here's the whole film. Yeah, I would have preferred if they just stick with this first trailer, which yep. was like the perfect trailer it was the perfect trailer and i wish i never would have seen the second one but i wasn't as upset with it after seeing the movie as i thought i was gonna be yeah it 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 it, it has happened to us in the past where oh yeah we've seen the so trailer and then when we see the movie it it's the like, trailer was actually I, the best thing about yeah, the movie why did i go so, to the movie because uh, so, the trailer was like two minutes and it was an action-packed perfect two minutes <laughs> yes and the movie was that trailer but stretched out to two and a half hours <laughs> it was just and like it just did not hold no. water for two and a half hours and and we've talked about this a few times in the last year i also want to unpack the pacing in this oh because it's so well done yeah, like no, it's, it's it's it it lets you just it's kind of like reminiscent a little bit of Montana story. Yeah. And and maybe it's because it's a ranch, I don't know, but it it's that it's that western pacing but done through suspense. It's like it's not done very often. So his spin on genre mashups yeah. is is starting oh, to be just like it's a thing for him. Who knew that this guy was going to be this talented when you you know, like he was always funny and his writing was always good. Yeah. But you, but you think of him as a comedian. You and think then, of him as a comedian. I mean, you know, you know, with the Jordan Peele and you know, sketch comedy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sorry, Key and Peele, yeah, Jordan yeah, Peele. He, <laughs> I just said well, his they, name twice. Says, he, Key and Peele. Yeah. Um, you know, the the sketch comedy was actually pretty brilliant. There was there was like, they would meld into that show every now and then some stuff that was kind of like this. Like yeah. he always had that. That that horror, yeah, uh, you know, edge to him because you you would put some pretty funny stuff in there that was kind of creepy too. Yeah. Um, but uh, who knew that that was going to evolve into this? Yeah, like, this is yeah. this is next level film. I think this I think this to me this is his best film, and we're going to talk a little bit about him on the lists. But um, th this is by far my favorite film of his for sure. Yeah. Um, okay, and so other than just there was a killer chimp. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Is that really all we care about? Like, it, there really kind of wasn't a purpose, but there kind of was influence yeah, of the was, killer chip yeah. because it kind of 
filtered through the whole animal thing. Yeah. But uh, I, I, I freaking love that about this movie. Yeah. It's like you think you're going in a certain direction, like the killer chimp is going to have a well, lot more meaning. Well, that's what you open with, too. Yeah. You're like... Okay, well, the trailer didn't lead us down straight at all. This about is a about killer. a killer chimp, That's apparently. Right, apparently. And then they're looking up at the sky because maybe the chimps like, are flying. What is, yeah, what's going on? Yeah. That was the beautiful thing about this. You, even after seeing the trailers and everything, and I know it really, it revealed some things, but you're still thinking the whole time you're watching Yes, of this. course. And the only, I guess, the last thing I wanted to unpack is I wish I would have seen this in IMAX. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't realize, that, and I I agree it because it was shot have. in IMAX for real. Yeah. yeah, so so yeah, that's uh, it. May be a reason we have to go back and watch it again. It's, I, Maybe we'll talk about about it next. Let's go. talk about this movie <laughs> every week until it leaves. <laughs> It'll give Murray finally a chance to get to next, see it next week. The Nope IMAX review. <laughs> <laughs> if the music and sound and visuals are just as good. As, you know, the usual screen. Yes. So, yeah, I agree. Nope is definitely a yup. Yeah, it's it's so mondo. Uh, and Murray, you didn't get to nope. Yup? Nope. 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 All right. Well, you know, the good thing is that we got you back. <laughs> For sure. In, a, as they say in, in nope language, in the saddle. Mm. <laughs> yes, He's back in He's the saddle again. Well, which is kind of funny because we're now transitioning to a movie that I don't think Bryce saw. I didn't. So uh, we, I think I'm going to see it still. I believe it's playing at the plaza next week. So, at some point I'm so the, uh, the funny thing is, is that I'm the only one that saw everything this week. I guess so. That's hilarious. I know, right? I can't stop it's, laughing. Uh, it's so funny. It's so funny. Yeah. Well, uh, Friday, uh, Jim scored a couple of tickets to Folk Fest, which I never been to before, downtown, and we got rained out. We did. Enjoying the music, but our little umbrellas weren't really uh, no. helping, so we were getting wet, so I was like, oh, Eau Claire's right there. Let's sneak away and Let's see. Let's go see a movie. And yeah. oh, lo and behold, this was playing. Uh, Leonard Cohen. Yes. In case you don't know who he is. And the movie's know. called Hallelujah, Hallelujah. That's right. Leonard Cohen, A Journey, A Song. And it's basically about that song. Mm-hmm. 50 plus years, whatever, of music, and it's about that one song. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, <clears throat> start off with, <clears throat> I only know one Leonard Cohen song, <laughs> and this is the one. Really? <laughs> I... Couldn't tell you the name of any other song he has what? ever done because it's all this mellow tone. Like uh, that's not necessarily true. It kind of is. I saw a couple of stage performances where he was a little more light and bouncy, but a lot of his songs they're pretty a much lot. they yeah. sound very. And it's hard to understand what the hell he's saying because he mumbles what? a lot. No. Yeah. He does a bit of mumbling. Yeah. No. Anyway. Doesn't mean I didn't appreciate his music. I just don't know it. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, this movie was entirely too long and did not need to hear 75 different versions of Hallelujah. Honestly, did not. Was the KD Lang version on there? That yes. was the Which only is the one, best one that was good. She's so good. Because apparently in the 2000s, every freaking reality singing show, half of the performers used that song. Across song. the world, like every language, like in Iceland, in like Russia, whatever, they all used his song. And I'm like, did somebody actually give him money for this? Because it sounds like they didn't. Mm. But 
Yeah, no. Basically, the movie was about how he came up, he came oh up with the song. Took him like ten Gesundheit. years. Took him like ten years to write it or whatever, and he and he changed the lyrics. Like he actually wrote a new version after the other one came out. Well, mm-hmm. I guess there's something like which fifty-seven had, verses. So which like it had nothing to do with religion. Apparently, yeah. it was like a love song or something. Mm-hmm, but yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so yeah, it was way too long, and yeah, I got tired. I. No longer like that song. I used to like it. <laughs> so, what was the movie for you then? I it, want to say Rage, but I'll give it a man. I think you should say Rage if it totally, if it actually turned it, you off of no, a song. Well, it was so offensive to you that you well, no, no longer like a song. The thing is, Bryce, they actually showed some of his life. Right. Like I didn't realize that his business manager okay. wiped him out. Okay, so there and was some was, interesting yeah, stuff, enough to make it he a He was man. like 70 years old. All right, I'll doing, buy that. He'd been doing music for 50 years, yeah. and he had all this money and a nice place and everything, and all of a sudden, somebody he trusted took it all. So he had to start over at 70 years old. I'm so like, it's yeah. basically like the movie Elvis, but without sure. all that terrible yeah, yeah, pizzazz whatever. happening. Pizzazz. Uh, and the music was better than Elvis, just saying. Um, yeah, Leonard Cohen's movie was better than the Elvis movie. I agree. I just, I, I liked the personal stuff about Leonard Cohen. I just didn't enjoy the music that much. And yeah, I didn't need to see, to hear Hallelujah 75 times. So right. yeah, it, it's, it's either a, a high, a low rage or a, or a low man. A high, a high rage or a low man. So I'll the go going up. I'll go with Low Mad just because he's Leonard Cohen and he's Canadian. And there was enough juice in there. Yeah, there was enough story in it, just I didn't really like the music. Just wish there was more story. All right, well, Leonard Cohen. Yes. He's funny. He is. And brilliant. True. And cute. Uh, And a massive talent. True. That has changed the world through his words and his kindness. True. I wish he was more in this movie. And then I didn't have to listen to 3,798 versions of one song. Did you count them? Sang by every Tom, Dick, Harry, Harriet. Anilsa. Anilsa. <laughs> also, push a documentary over two hours. Now, you know how, and, and we've interviewed documentary filmmakers that actually said if the documentary's over 77 minutes, I believe that was his exact time. Yeah, that's yeah. all right. It was, if it's over it's 77 minutes, it's probably not good anymore. Yeah. So that's that's an indicator as to documentary filmmakers, make sure anything over 77 minutes is at gold. Under, at least under nine. Now, unlike Murray, I love Leonard Cohen's music. Mm. And there was a lot of it in this. But the talking heads and the continuous replay of the song Hallelujah almost destroyed my love of this song for me and almost destroyed this movie because by about the 3,740th time you've heard Hallelujah sang, you're kind of like, okay, we we get it. Mm. This song is kind of popular, but not every five minutes start playing the fucking song again. So, um, but I do have one thing that, as you mentioned, the Katie Lang. One thing saved this movie almost from being a rage for me, also, yeah, yeah. which was the closing hallelujah. You had to wait till the end of the was movie. Katie Lang's version. So good. Which and it was at his funeral. If anybody hasn't heard Katie Lang oh. sing Hallelujah, don't listen to any other version. Not even yeah. Leonard Cohen's not even version. Leonard Cohen. Just go online right now. 
Go to YouTube, search Katie Lang singing Hallelujah. And if you're not crying by like three seconds into this, her voice is the sounds of angels. I absolutely love Katie Lang. I've loved her longer than I've loved Leonard Cohen. There's actually two versions. Uh, She did one, I think, for the Olympics. I want to say 2010 or one of the ones we hosted. Then this is one. The last one in the movie was at his funeral or at his service or whatever. Yeah. Um, I can't say I'm a fan of her music or like her personally. I love her. I love her personally. I love her singing. She does the crap out of that that song. Oh, yeah. That's like the best version I ever heard. And I have now heard 3,000 versions of it. Yes, exactly. (laughs) So Leonard Cohen is a huge Mondo, but this movie needed to be 30 minutes shorter and have more of him and Katie Lang singing duos uh, and get rid of a lot of those talking heads talking about the song Hallelujah. Yeah. So it was a meh for me. Yeah, it should have been more of his actual life, not just him doing the song. Yeah, and I want to unpack the title of this. So when you see a movie that you know is a documentary and you haven't seen another documentary about Leonard Cohen, you kind of think the movie's going to be about Leonard Cohen. Yeah. Which... Well, There's maybe the 20 sm- minutes of Leonard Cohen. But the name of the movie is Hallelujah. I know. Leonard I know. Cohen, A Journey, A Song. So, I know. Not songs, I know. A Song. Right. Be- the reason I want to unpack it is okay. because of that. It's like, buyer beware. You this, know what you're getting into. Well, I kind of did, but I didn't because I've never seen a documentary about one song before. But it told you right in the title. I know. Why you would be surprised is beyond me. I I also saw a documentary about Aha, which, as you pointed out, they only have one song. No, I didn't point that out. But it wasn't wasn't called Aha, A Journey, A Song, or Take On Me, Aha, A Journey, A Song. I believe it was called Take On Me. No, was it? I think it was. I don't don't know. You know what? The important thing is... is, You have to explore their whole life. Yes. Even Uh, in the name of the song is in the title of the movie. That's right. You got to show more of the artist, which they didn't really do. Well, but now, okay. Apparently you don't. So, so to back it back up, that's the reason I wanted to bring up the title of this is for once, they actually tell you yeah. in the title what you're getting into. Exactly. I just happened to not choose that. I thought, uh, oh, a documentary about Leonard Cohen. No, no. Exactly. Yeah, that's all. That's kind of what I wanted. A documentary. But it about gave Hallelujah. me what it promised. It gave me what it promised me to have, and I was a little disappointed. There you go. So, I guess we'll find out. So next week we'll redo this episode, mm. and Bryce will be able to talk a little bit about the letter going right and Mary will be able to talk about well, nope. Maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe. I'll, you know I'll, what? I'll it'll be like it. it'll be like part of the Merman Minute. It'll be called the. Think? It'll be called the. Tell us what your review was. And how much I don't like Jordan Peele's movies. Uh, oh, <laughs> I guess for me. Wow, I guess we better. Well, because I don't. Well, okay, but uh, how many have you seen yet? We'll tra- we'll, well talk about okay, it on the list. Done three, We're go- okay, I've wait, wait. One. We're going to talk about that in a minute. All right. What else did we see? Uh, yeah, we saw something else. Something. We did. We went to a secret screening. Secret. Stop secret. Who presented that secret screen? This is the Calgary Underground Film Fest, who you can find at calgaryundergroundfilm.org and see everything they have. Their festivals are in April, and their doc festival is in November. Yeah, so... And they're both amazing. They're both amazing. We got to see I Love My Dad. I Love My Dad, too. I Love My Dad, too, at, you know, certain intervals. 
Patton Oswald and Rachel Dratch together in a movie, the answer should always be yes, please. And if the premise is of catfishing and sexting with your son, and you think this doesn't sound fun, then you're dead wrong. Comedies at the best time are not my favorite because most of them I don't find very funny. Unless they're about fucked up family dynamics and are very, very well written. And this is the case here. They take us on some intense topics like suicide and pay it the respect it deserves, but makes everything around these heavy topics so, so very funny and at times almost uncomfortable, but it's so rewarding. It also needs to be said that I normally hate movies that have significant communication via text or computer because they're so fucking annoying. But this was done so perfect. It's like I've never seen a movie where you're watching a lot of people doing texting and, you know, oh, here's another shot and you're having to try and read the text. And like, I hate those movies. I'm like, they, they're made of them in horrors. They make them in rom-coms. They make them in... This was done the best of any I've ever seen done because they actually, when they, they would start off showing that and then they would have the person appear beside them as if they were right with them. And so you knew who was with who based on who was texting and in the pictures. It was done so creatively and so fun. I just absolutely love that about this film, which normally they literally, it's like I almost don't want to watch them. They're so bad. They, they bother me so much. So, not very often I say this, this dramatic non-rom-com, Bubby, blah, this dramatic non-rom-com, buddy-father-son relationship film was Mondo. Wow. Yeah, I love this movie. I, huh. If I wasn't laughing, I was thinking very seriously about the dialogue and what was happening in the film, so I really enjoyed it. And what did Murray think? Well, you know me, I love cops. I don't always love their selection of movies because, like I said, weird things aren't really for me. And this definitely had an element of weird. What? There's nothing weird about yeah. this. Uh, yeah. Well, for starters, I didn't really love my dad because he wasn't very, he wasn't as nice as this guy, that's for sure. <laughs> I don't know if he was that nice. But it's like the big problem I had was, uh, yeah, he doesn't have a relationship with his son. Because he was never there. Mm -hmm. He never showed up to anything. He, and he never even tried. And now all of a sudden he wants to be part of his life. Like, I would have said to him, screw you too. It's like, yeah, like my dad. Like, you're never there for my important moments. Why the hell would I want to be there for you now? So, yeah, I appreciate him trying to get back into his son's life and stuff. But, yeah, the, the sexting with, with his own son, that just creeped me out. That was awesome. And that it's not the first good. time that I've seen Patton Oswalt and Rachel Dratch. But I want to see them nonstop now. Uh, well, if you want to see the origins, you go back to King of Queens, which is, yes, Bryce, a TV show. Yeah, he I'm, not, was, I'm not going he back was to a major, King of Queens. He was a major character in that. He Was, like was she on it, though? Yes. Really? In the same she, show together? Yes. She played his weirdo girlfriend who worked at a Now I want to go back and watch this. But I didn't like her back then. I'm still not crazy about her. <laughs> no, I okay, love well. Rachel Draft. <laughs> yeah, but I do enjoy Patton Oswalt. I like his self-deprecating type humor because he's good at that. Um, yeah, it had a few funny moments, I will admit. But yeah, the whole sexting thing with his, his son just was weird. And, and yeah, the ending was a little bit 
you know, contrite. And, you know, Obvious. Hollywood. Yeah. Oh, it was a man. All right. Hmm. I love my dad is the latest project from James Morosini. He wrote it. He directed it. And he starred in it, playing the role of Franklin. Patton Oswalt also stars as Franklin's dad, Chuck. It is a story of an estranged father who desperately wants back into his son's life. In this pursuit, Chuck makes some bad decisions. Really bad. And then he makes another bad decision. Really bad. And then a few more. And these create some beyond un beyond uncomfortable situations for himself in this tale of desperation. The film has some unevenness to it, and there are some things that don't work for me, but that is all okay as I got to see Patton Oswalt in a starring role again. Just like with Big Fan, he shows he can carry a film. And not only did we get some much needed Patton time, but we also got some Rachel Dratch. Yes, we did. And she is amazing. Amazing. And I, we also got, which I can't believe either of you mentioned, we got the man that should be in every movie, Lil Rel Howery. I have yet to see him in a movie where I wasn't hanging on his every word and action. Yeah, he's pretty I good. I love me some Lil Rel. Yeah, he's pretty good. I got one word. Okay. He was in that. Yeah. Ah, he, was in well, he, was, he was in Get Out too, here, which is a Jordan Peele crossover he, discussion. <laughs> he is the best part of every movie that he's in. It's just a fact. He's so good. Other than that, the story started out strong, but unlike Jim, I thought it lost quite a bit of momentum so much by the end that I don't know that I can make it a Mondo. Aww. I laughed a lot. I enjoyed most of it. It was meh. Okay. Yeah, you know, I I could overlook some things. Most of most of for me cuz you know me, it's all about the characters and these characters were so well defined. It was defined? just defined. Defined. They I weren't just defined. Mean. No, I meant they to say divine. They were divined. They were divine. There's no such word. You meant to say defined. I meant trying. to say divine Stop. and fine in the same no, sentence. No, you, you are just trying to cover for well, your own I'm just, ignorance. No, I, I'm ultimately trying to say it's as much as I loved divine from all John Waters ah, films. Well, now that makes perfect sense. Exactly. No, I... I no, they, and they were. The characters... And, you know, for me, I can overlook some of the dragginess to the story by the development of the character because if the characters are still moving forward and developing through that time period of down or or the laggy part of it then i'm still okay if the characters are not further developing then i i am with you but this yeah. was too strong character and st too strong the actors were too strong in this i i uh, and to murray's point of it being a little quirky that's what makes me like it. No, no, I, no, I, 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 I love the quirkiness. I you love the quirky. I don't. I, I don't know, and I and I hate to say this, and so maybe I shouldn't even Just say, say it. it. But James Morosini is not your favorite actor. No, he was fine in the acting. He was. He, I love. I love his writing. Yes. I'm thinking maybe someone else should have directed it. You know, it, and I a, think that might have pushed was it to that a Mondo. That is a common problem. Yeah. I think he was wearing too stuff. many hats, and especially sometimes first-time directors. Somebody who well, writes a script. Well, this is this they, is a, this is a second feature. Well, no, I mean, did, we did, saw his first did, one. Did, didn't did we? he star in the other one too? Yeah, 
he did. Okay, well, maybe yeah, he wrote, time. directed, and starred in it but too. Still, so mean, it's like, a thing. It takes like Kevin Costner and those guys years to be able to do both. And yeah. Kevin Costner can't do both. And He's you, already proven you that. You can't really expect. Yeah, like I would young and up and coming people to be able to direct themselves. Yeah, I would love to. I would love to see him do maybe a couple projects where he directs, and maybe a couple of projects where he stars. But maybe eh, it. I don't know. I I wasn't bothered by it at all. I liked him and his character he developed. Like he really did feel that that awkward. Twenty-year-old finding himself. He, and yeah, a lot, well, 20, a lot, 20, 30, a lot of it was, was good, but like thirty living at home. So yeah, he I think that perhaps some of it could have been. Hey, if there's gonna be a an awkward sexting moment with with a dad in a film, that if it's got that in it, it's already mondo for me. So, okay, okay, like well, I got to see Patton Oswalt. <laughs> so I got to see Patton Oswalt and James. Make out. So it was like, okay, I'm good. So, so if, if that would have happened in the middle of nine lives, <laughs> it could have saved it. It could have saved it. <laughs> All right. But remember, nine lives isn't the worst movie. You made me watch a different one that oh, was worse yeah. than that. Remember? Because that's what got Christopher Walken back, back out. On the and then he got removed. He so got it removed, doesn't really yeah. matter. Now anyway. he's gone forever. So now I can go back to hating nine lives again. Because <laughs> no, I want, Ken- I really want you to, okay. I really want you to see The Life of David Gale again because I'm positive we made you watch something worse than that. No, it's so horrible. You're so so wrong. We need to talk more about Kevin Spacey. It is the worst. All right. Well, let's not talk about that. You know what time it is, though. I don't. It's the sweet, sweet time of the myrrh. Oh, it's Merman Minute time. Yeah, well... <laughs> Since I wasn't here last week, I guess you get to, to, to read what I had last week. Okay. So, yeah, because I had my schedule changed at the last minute here. There's a lot of mess happening. There's a lot of mess. Mm. Uh, two weeks ago now, uh, I finally got a chance to see The Tunnel. This is not the horror movie from 2012, which I also saw. This was a Norwegian film from 2019. You know me and Norwegian films. That's right. There are over 1,100 tunnels in Norway. Most without emergency exits or any kind of like escape, like rooms to like hide in or whatever. If you get stuck, you're basically on your own to get out. Ah, these tunnels can go anywhere from a kilometer to 24 kilometers. What kind are these? Like man-made tunnels, these are or are tunnels these like under the mountains? So they're, but were they man-made oh, yeah, by man, people? No, they're, they're okay. man-made. Like traffic drives through them. Like you, oh, you've, you've done you're it talking here. about like an actual tunnel through, that you drive through. through. Okay, drive not just through. you crawl into this tunnel. No, no, it's, it's an actual drive. Like there's traffic lanes. Oh, okay. But as someone who's been to Norway and traveled through some of these tunnels, I can tell you this film freaked me out a bit. They seem to go on for miles, and you might think you, you may, I never see the light at the end of it. I was in a, in a tour bus. Literally, it was 20 minutes underneath. In a tunnel. In a tunnel. Whoa. And no, like no lights. Like, so is this was this a documentary about uh, tunnels? No, it was, it was, it was a dramatic film based on incidents that have happened over the years. So it was based on real stuff. But. So it was it was it was a action like a drama yeah, no, about it, it. It was a drama. Yeah, no, it was a drama. Like they, they were actors in it. It wasn't a documentary, but hmm. it was based on. Cool. Stuff that really happened. Uh, uh, the plot of this film is pretty straightforward. Tanker truck crashes into the wall inside the tunnel. 
catches fire and fills the whole tunnel with black smoke. Mm. So there's there's all kinds of vehicles stuck in this tunnel, including a huge like bus. Um, the leading man, who bears a striking resemblance to one of the Skarsgård clan, mm. is heroic and worthy of his Viking ancestors. His name, Thorbjorn Har. Nice. Now, this film could have almost been a mondo based on the scenery alone. Like, Norway is just, it's so beautiful, even in, in the wintertime when this takes place. Add in a good disaster film and, well, still not, not quite there. <laughs> it was kind of like that rock film San Andreas, except in a tunnel. Okay. I like this film a lot. No big surprises, but still pretty suspenseful. But the only thing I found kind of ridiculous was, spoiler alert, the actual rescue team sent in by the government to basically just stood around outside the Sounds tunnel. Sounds like government employees to me. While the ordinary people drove in with their Toyota Priuses or whatever and rescued people. <laughs> they actually drove into the tunnel, into the black smoke, in these little tiny little four-cylinder cars and nice. brought people out. Meanwhile, the, the, the rescue team is standing outside by, by the fire truck. Nice. That was kind of dumb. But apparently this was based on real events, so great movie, just a high myth. Nice. The Tunnel, or tunnel, Tunnelin. Yeah, sure. Tunnelin. Or is it yeah. Tunnelin? I don't know. Is that the right Norwegian Tunnelin? Uh, unfortunately, I'm not fluent in Norwegian. Yeah. I'm trying to do my best that, Norwegian accent. That's Tunnelin. Tunnelin. That's a spicy meat. No, that that's was, a spicy that was Swedish, and that's an insult. Oh, right. Any Norwegians listening, please yes, you, you send apologize. us the proper pronunciation annu- of Tunlin. Sure. Anyway. Yeah, Nor- so it was good, but I watched it like two weeks ago. Norway fun. With the- Norway fun. Temperature rising. Vision blurring. Rage taking over. Well, do you even have rage? I should have a lot of rage this oh, week. There's a lot of mondos. Yeah, there's a lot of things I like this week. But there's one thing that I'm most rageful for, and that is my own stupidity. Reading the title of Hallelujah, Leonard Cohen, A Journey, A Song, I should have known better that it was going to be about. You thought it was a documentary song. about him. Yes. <laughs> and it was like, Hallelujah, it's Leonard Cohen. But it wasn't. Wrote. It was Hallelujah, Leonard Cohen. Hallelujah. A journey. This is the song. A song. A song. No, it's more like Hallelujah, Leonard Cohen. A journey. A song. A song. Exactamundo. That's my rage this week. Fair enough. Terrible rage. <laughs> Because he's giving out mondos like candy this week. Straight up, there's so much you're, candy you're, flowing out of my rectum. Let, let's see. Felt like the Easter Bunny. We'll have to have a vote. Whose rage is more half-assed this week? Jim's <laughs> <laughs> or mine? All right. So my rage this week is there not? There's not enough little Rel Howry. He's the best part of every movie he's in, and I need to see him more. That's my rage. I don't even it. know if that's really to a watch rage. his stand-up. Total rage. I need more. More Lil Rel. I, I don't know if that's possible. That because he is in stuff. 
It's not in enough. Not that much. Apparently. He's mostly a supporting character and everything. Now, wouldn't it be great if we could get him mm-hmm. and Boo Boo Stewart in a film together? Oh, Boo Boo. Right? We don't get enough Boo Boo. Uh, we I definitely su- don't get I, enough I, I suggest you, you write to Jordan Peele and get on that. Yeah. Well, Jordan so Peele's maybe, put Lil Rel Howery in a movie before. I'm sure yeah, he can make but it he maybe and doesn't he know excellent. Boo Boo Stewart. Yeah, I know. So, he needs to get I'm Boo Boo sure Stewart he in. does. I don't know. You know, love him, but. Because this, the. But now he's Jordan Peele. Not to talk about famous. Nope again, but there was some pretty good diversity in Nope. Oh, there, there's all. Yeah, absolutely. It was very well done. It was very yeah. well done. All right, then. Rage subsiding. Pulse slowing. Anger fading. Do you like the TV series Tales from the Crypt? Are you interested in full episode and movie reviews from Tales from the Crypt? This podcast is for you. The Good Evening Kitties podcast, where I, Melissa, your ghostess with the mostest, recap every episode with special guests and bonus horror movie reviews. The Good Evening Kitties podcast can be found on most podcast platforms. Check it out today. Cool beans. All right. The lists. Now, for if you're lis- listening to us for the first time, go to FilmRageYYC.com. Go to the page called The Lists, and on it you will see four different categories. You will see Mesmerize, you will see Doubted, you will see Undoubted, and you will see Repulsive. We have been on a kick with our Mesmerize to try and kick people off because the true meaning of Mesmerizing is they are mesmerizing every time they are on screen. And if you see them in a movie, you can't help but think of them as that movie. Now, we've had times where there's two people that we find mesmerizing, and we voted on it, and they made it on the mesmerized list. But apparently, when they're in movies together, just like Highlander, the first one, not the rest of them, because there's more than one. No, but in the original, there can be only one. That's the theme of all of it. Every Highlander. Ever yeah, but made. there's always like 50 Highlanders. Yes, but that's the theme is there can only be one. That's why they got to be killing each other. But they've had that. Anyway. Anyway, every Highlander is there can only be one. Okay. Well, just like What's the Highlander, Highlander series, there can be only one that's mesmerizing. And this week, we're going to be talking about the best exotic Marigold Hotel. Who has Bill Nye, the acting guy, the acting guy, Maggie Smith, and Dev Patel. Patel. Now, Murray, did you get a chance to watch this? I have seen it. Does that count? Uh, I think we need a fresh fresh take on it. Well, I wasn't even going to be here. It depends Uh, on... No. Okay. (laughs) So, it's you and me, baby. So... I actually want to say after watching this, because I remember when this first came out, and I still really like this movie. It's really good. I liked it. It's good. I wouldn't say it was Mondo on second watch. I would say it was Matt, but I still did enjoy it because the characters were pretty well-defined and pretty well-developed. What I did notice about this is this is by far Dev Patel's weakest performance. Yeah, it's it's unfortunate for Dev. I I am actually putting forward... It doesn't matter how we vote on this. Okay. That no matter what, Dev Patel did not even come close to these two. 
true. Kind of like we had the other well, yeah, week. Yeah, he was in it for more when than five we, minutes, wasn't he? Oh, he was, oh, no, he he was in, in it. For he's one of the main stars. Yeah, he was like the bellboy. So, no, he wasn't. He owned the hotel. Yeah. No, well, he was the bellboy manager. He was the manager. Did he get luggage to people's He did. Yeah, he did that too. He did that. I rest my case. But he owned He actually owned it. He actually, yeah, he was part owner. Part owner, yes. Yeah. So... Uh, I'm putting forward that no matter how we vote between Bill Nye, that's the acting guy, and Maggie Smith, that no matter what, Dev Patel is officially removed from the mesmerized list. We could have done this without this little spiel. Yeah, but then it takes down down the vote. Neither of us is what's taking Dev Patel. Oh, I know, but but if if we disagree on this vote... Yeah, he still has to go because he wasn't even he wasn't even in the same ballpark as these two. Oh, you're saying he's gone regard even if regardless, no matter what happens, he's gone anyways. Dev he Patel, wasn't close. you know what? That's an interesting little wrinkle that you're throwing in I, right now. I am absolutely throwing that wrinkle, and in. I like that wrinkle. So if we it. do do it like a three way, and there's one that obviously isn't it up was to crushed the other two, by the other two. the other two, yes, then he's got to go. I, okay, yeah, Dev Patel, I'm sorry, dude. For the record, you're gone. I never would have picked him anyway. Yeah, yeah. We, I, we know, know that. that. You didn't want him on in the first place. You, right. you said, I haven't seen enough Dev. I'm almost quoting you directly. I haven't seen enough Dev Patel movies to know if he's mesmerizing, but I will trust you, which we appreciate it when did you I trust us. Did I say I trust you? I didn't know if you I did, said yeah, that. Yeah, you said, I think trust was used. I just saw uh, the movies I've seen him in I didn't like, so. I think he more said, I haven't seen him enough. Uh, in in enough movies, so, so whatever. whatever. <laughs> yes, that sounds like me. <laughs> nice. Okay, so, so unfortunately, said, great, he's on. Unfortunately, Dev Patel, as much as I love you as very deeply, yeah. and will always think you're mesmerizing in my heart. Yeah. But in logic and truth, you are truly not it fully is mesmerizing. What it is. Yeah. All right. Well, that leaves us down to Maggie Smith and Bill Nye, the acting guy. So. Count it's, of three. Act, well, just a second before we go on with that. It's actually interesting that not only were they in it, but two former mesmerized in Tom Wilkinson and Judy Dench. <laughs> I mean, this was a true battle of the titans. Yeah, yeah. but those two. Of, if one of those would have outshone everybody, then yeah. I guess everybody would have been gone. Because, but they're not on but, the list anymore. But they're anymore. not on the list anymore. But if they out mesmerized. I don't remember taking them off. Then I think everybody should be gone. So if, if I watch this movie, I'm like, I'm sorry. Tom Wilkinson was the most mesmerizing in this. And the fact that. He's already gone off the list. See, I didn't find him the most mesmerizing. No, I'm not saying that he oh, is. But you said I'm if he was. If he was. Or oh, if Judy yes, Dench yes, yes, yes. Oh, mesmerize them, then I think that's okay. another caveat well, to this whole thing. Well, yeah. They would have to, you, then everybody's gone. We brought that up on a previous film. That's why we lost Christopher Walken and why we lost Wilkinson before. So, yeah, I would agree. At and any rate, neither uh, one of them was better than these two. Three. Two, Two, one, Peggy Smith. <laughs> he was the most mesmerizing. No I wish his character. By far, I wish Maggie his character Smith. had a slightly different arc, but subtly and truly, like when you think Bill Nye, you think of him, you know, really stealing the scenes, not in a subtle way, because usually he's he can be very little, subtle. He can be, but yeah. more often than not, he's in other roles. He's kind of. Not over the top, because he's never over the top, because he's always reserved, but he's reserved in a way that's almost flamboyant in the roles that he's in. Yeah. And in this one, he was dialed back so much. He was, and and I don't get me wrong. And he subtly stole every he scene was fa- he was in. No, I, I, he did. I couldn't, like, 
Maggie Smith could just look at the camera and I was like, I was fucking melting. No. Like there were scenes with her and Don't him in it together. She was, she was great, and but she, no. There were scenes better. where they had the Ew. they were they had the whole Breakfast Club yeah. shot, and he where was, where she where she was, and I'm just like, and his, I can't even look at anybody else. And I couldn't look at anybody else but Bill. So I guess they're both on. I guess still. they stay. All but right you know then. the good thing is we lost one. Yeah, we lost one anyway. Oh, so good thing for you guys. That's right. And then there was two. And then there was two. Plus the other four hundred. Yes. It's not four hundred anymore. There's there's four. There's still a few. There's still a few. There's a lot. Um. So okay, I just wanted to bring up Jordan Peele. Okay. So that we could at least start it out. I mean, we know he makes one movie every three years. So. Oh well, yeah. <laughs> it's gonna take it's, it's gonna take twenty one years Doesn't for he us have to have get eight films. Yes. yes. But but Three we just down, wanted to make sure that we had it done. So has the the question is which is the uh, which is the movie that you have seen him do? Was that Get Out? The last one. Nope. Uh, Us. No, the one before. Yeah. Us. That one. I okay. Didn't, I didn't like it. Was it a rage, or was it just a man? It wasn't a rage. It was a man. I didn't like a lot. Uh, of, I didn't like the ending at all. All right. So 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 if he sees nope, it's got to be a mondo, which it's not going. So to let's be hope he doesn't see nope. Yeah, if just don't funny, go see nope. It's funny, it might. Be. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you want to see it. But he has to have eight projects anyway, right? So it doesn't matter. Yeah, but it, if he has to start over from here, we, then he's I'll need, be dead. Then he needs I'll be eight. dead before yeah, he exactly. finishes his eighth Chances movie from there. Time to see it anyway. Whew. Jordan Peele. Now Jim's goal now is to stay alive long enough to, to see, see Jordan Peele on the undoubted least. Uh, on the eighth years, movie. Twenty years is going to take him to make those. Well, because from 2017 to 2019 was only two years. That's true. And then there was COVID, so 2019 to 2022. Yeah, so three that, years. As long as he's not doing that math thing, where he yeah, now goes four years. So it's probably going to be, I'd say, and, in the next ten to twelve I'd years, like he'll have eight something movies. that isn't just a straight up horror film. Like I'd like to see. You know, this is a sci-fi horror drama. film. Well, yeah, I don't mind the sci-fi part. And it's a, it's like the, it's actually the, a movie about. The, uh, us, plus, I, it's got a killer I, chimpanzee in it. Sure. And it has things that eat people. I, I do enjoy. And some it's of got horses. Horses are cool. I like horses. Well, you know what? If he sees it, it's just what happens. It's what happens. He has to be. They have to be undoubted. It's just the way it is. Do you got anything for us, Mur? Uh, for next week? No, that would be a no. All right. What? Well, stay tuned. I thought you had the Francis McDormand thing. I think. Or I think there's got to be a few movies that both Maggie Smith and Bill Nye, the acting guy, have been in together. I'm sure there are. There are we might have to watch another one, which legend, would be terrible. Le- legends of British cinema. I'm sure they've been in right. things together. Yeah, maybe we need to find another Go back Bill Nye and Maggie Smith no, movie. Stay tuned, people, just, just like have, last week. Just have them continue to butt heads until we agree. <laughs> That's right. I'll see if I have time to look that up. <laughs> nice. All, All right. right Last week on Rager Dare, Bryce excitedly pulled the only film from the blockbuster shelf in the little-known genre of action-adventure-drama-thriller-western with the 2001 film Texas Rangers. This week, Jim has no choice but to go back to the bag of rom-coms. I mean, Bryce's rom-com torture bag. I I mean, take the dare that is undoubtedly going to be a rom-com from Bryce's rage bag. Now let's check in with Bryce and see if Texas Rangers is the movie solely responsible for Blockbuster going under, or was it because they swapped their porn section for this genre that has way too many words in it? <laughs> that was good. All, All right. right. Yes. How was 
the fabulous, <sighs> action-packed yeah. Texas Rangers. Uh, yeah, Texas Rangers. Uh, it was an odd little movie. It had some decent actors in it with Dylan McDermott, Tom Skerritt, Alfred Molina, and Robert Patrick. It also had some not-so-good actors in it as well. A young Ashton Kutcher must have walked off the set of that <laughs> 70s show and was able, unable to turn off his inner Kelso. Kelso in 1875 Texas was awesome. something to behold. But he was not the worst thing in this. What? We had to listen to James Vanderbeek do some strange, inexplicable accent in a half-whiny voice for the duration of the movie. That in itself was enough to make me rage. I don't know what he was shooting for with this accent. I don't know what the direction was. It as was. bad as Tom Hanks doing it was worse. <laughs> Elvis's it was like, what stepfather? are you doing? Like, I don't understand. <sighs> but this film had so much more rage to offer. <laughs> what? For a grand big budget Western, there was little script to work with. Like, if you're going to spend this kind of money on a movie, like, shouldn't there be a script that makes sense? And there was like no energy to this Western movie that's supposed to be like high octane. There was none. There was no energy there. So, okay, just was there action? I guess, but not really. Was there adventure? No. Was there drama? No. Was there thriller? There was nothing thrilling about it. Was there it. anything Western? There was, yeah, it was a Western. It was okay. definitely a Western. So of the one, two, the three, that, four, five other boxes. Other than the fact that Kelso from the 1970s was in it. It didn't offer comedy in this. That's oh, not part tried. of the genre. It tried. It's not part of the genre. Oh. Really? That wasn't in the part of the genre? No, it's only. Because they only were going for a lot of laughs. It they was action, miserably. adventure, drama, thriller, Western. They had the Kelso and they had the Dawson. Yeah. How could it not be comedy? Yeah, it was, <laughs> it was bad. Uh, was this Maverick bad? I don't mean like Top Gun Maverick. I mean Maverick. Well, nothing's, nothing's I Top Maverick. Gun Maverick bad. <laughs> but was was this Maverick? This I was, love Maverick, which is why I'll never get you, you like guys both to watch Mavericks. It. No, this I was, mean the Western Maverick. We yeah, watched was, it already. This was worse than Maverick. I was dared to see it by me. Yes, I don't remember that. You'll go back I in time. I also had to see it. We had to see. We both had to see it that week. Lucky us. So Leander McKelly, played by McDermott as he was dying, said, when they remember us rangers, let them remember us not as men of vengeance, but as men of law and justice. Dun -dun -dun -dun. That is quite optimistic, as I reckon I won't remember any of them rangers, but I suspect I will remember that Texas Rangers was a rage. Oh, sweet Jesus. You know who was a Texas ranger? Tommy Lee Jones. The Lone Ranger was the mm. Texas Ranger. Really? That's oh. the original Texas mm. Ranger. Nice. And um, what's his face? Um, the Kung Fu dude who was his and sidekick. Jackie and, 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 oh. and numerous baseball players. Kung yeah. Fu guy Tonto. <laughs> there, have been, there, have no. been, there have been thousands of Texas Rangers that play baseball. That's true also. Yeah, isn't that a Texas Rangers? I was kind of when this was Texas Rangers, I was like, wouldn't it be nice if there was a documentary, documentary about, about Texas baseball? Rangers? That would have been way better than this. But it wasn't that. Although, no. our, our friend Brendan will say, 
Yeah, Hell, I would have I would have enjoyed watching a Texas Ranger game more than this, and I'm not a fan of the baseball. Yeah, baseball to me is like a different form of torture. However, can you if put, you go to a live game, could it's, you uh, quite enjoy? Could you put what? Right, I get to dare this week, right? Is that what it said? I thought it was Bryce's bag. Yeah, it's my bag. Oh, which is, is this your bag? That's my bag, oh, I believe. Okay. Your bag so. feels so sweaty. Is it my bag? Not your bag? Maybe it's me that I'm sweaty. That's got to be you. Yeah, it's me. I'm I'm the gray bag. This is the sweaty gray bag. Yeah, you got to open it from the that All side. All right, here's there you go. Ooh, what sprinklings you got there? in here. Oh yeah. Okay, let's see which rom com I pull out of this stink bag. <laughs> There's a good chance. This is Catherine Heigl in it. And what do we got, Jim? Her hero and the terror. Yeah, that's a movie. Yeah, uh, Chuck Norris. Chuck Norris? Well, it's already going to be Mondo. I know, right? Chuck Norris. That's like raging about a Jean-Claude Van Damme movie. I am giving you a treat this week. What? It's like, why not, just for change of pace, give something... Gotta Give be Jim a, a nice Chuck Norris movie. A Wait a minute. Is this a rom-com with Chuck Norris? This is not. This is are a Chuck sure? Norris movie. Is it a Western with Chuck Norris? You are going to love Hero and the Terror, Jim. I don't know... I don't believe that's a real thing. It's a real thing. And it's got Chuck Norris. And it's got Chuck Norris. And I can get this. You can definitely get this. This is from 1988. It is. That was the Chuck Norris era. And this one has four different genres. Yeah, what are they? Action, crime, drama, thriller, and rom-com. No, it's not rom-com. <laughs> not a rom-com, rom-com at all. Only four. The rom-com. Is- you see, you say I'm a, I'm all one-dimensional. I'm just yep. Mr. Rom-com. Okay, but so does forget, Chuck Norris I'm, get? I'm also musicals, and every now and then I'll throw in a curveball there, does, Jim. You does, didn't see this coming. Does Chuck Norris hook up with with Bryn Thayer in this? I don't remember. I saw this in '88. If in he the does, theater. I'm classifying I it also as rom-com. I just leaving the theater, going, "Holy crap, that was a bad movie." <laughs> And this was this was when I was like fourteen, and if yeah, there I was, was like, say, what were you twelve? Yeah, this was uh, I was like fourteen, and this if I if, if I, I could enjoy hoping. a Chuck Norris movie when I was fourteen, how bad was it? Maybe it's going to be the best action crime drama thriller I've ever seen. I am actually looking forward to you telling me what you think of Hero. Maybe I need to, to give it a second look. Maybe I'll maybe. find out in a week. Maybe yeah, you will. Sure, you will. Nice. Well, it's all good to have us all back together again. Yeah. Well, thanks, Ragers, for listening. Thanks to Extended Film Rage family, who you can find in our show notes, because we have super, super, super awesome show notes that Bryce is, puts his fingers to the bone typing every week. Thanks to Casey from The Nerdy Photographer, who does the voice of Rager Dare, and we love him so much. Find us on social media everywhere at Film Rage YYC. Check out everything Film Rage at FilmRageYYC.com, including our merch site for Redbubble and Public. We are always wanting to make this a raging blast for all listeners, so please comment, like, and subscribe, and send us emails to FilmRageCalgary at gmail.com. Dare us to see terrible movies to fuel our rage, but no matter what you do, please, 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 Make us rage. That's it for this week. Rage on! Rage on!